0: All right welcome back. We are at region three. Um, let's start off with Pittsburgh versus Oxford, Pittsburgh, coached by coach Pete um, man has a really incredible team. Joshua Tyler and Sean Kenny, followed by filled uh, with a bunch of other role players that are really good. Matteo Northern's a really solid player at Power forward. Um, Oxford won their conference um, title to make their first ever NTT. So, congratulations, G Snipe 31. That's a huge accomplishment. Um, you know, William Daly is probably their best player. You look at these two teams Oxford is uh, number seven in defensive three pointers allowed. And then uh, Pittsburgh is number one in rebounding margin, number eight or six in blocks, number three in fouls, number two in points against. Number seven in defensive free throws allowed. Number four in true shooting percentage. Number one in defensive true shooting percentage. And number one in true shooting percentage margin. Um, So they're number one in a lot of things. They're really good. (laughs) Um, Congrats on making it, Oxford. you have anything else to say, guys? (laughs) Yeah,
1: it's Oxford's first NTT ever. Um, That's a big accomplishment. I think you look at Oxford's season, and it's cool to see their progression. I mean, they lost their first three conference games, um, and then they, they put, strung together some wins. Um, they beat two top 50 teams in a row, and then they went on a run and made their conference tournament. So I think the future's bright for this team, uh, yeah. and I think they're going to keep getting better. It looks like uh, Coach G. Snipe is, is making progress in his re- recruit rankings, um, although he's going to lose one of his, his better classes this year. Uh, William Daly, their center is, is one of their better players, 16 points, eight rebounds. But the tough thing is he's got to go up against Sean Kinney, who's 24 points, 10 rebounds, four blocks. Um, so I think they're going to be outmatched. Uh, it's a shame they don't get to play, um, you know, a different, different kind of team because I think they're, they're good, but Pittsburgh is going to win here.
0: Yeah. I really want to really quick shout out Eduardo Lindsay for Mm -hmm. Oxford. Mm -hmm. Um, So in the semifinals, he hit the game winning three with six seconds left in overtime. And then as time was running out, they're down by three in the championship about to lose to Macon, He hits a three uh, to send it to overtime. So this guy is clutch. (laughs) Um, This is the guy you want uh, shooting the ball at the end of the game. And, uh, so I just wanted to give him a quick shout out for that. Word, cool. Let's look at this eight-nine matchup. We got the Manassas Bloodbath, um, coached by Whalen. Um, not to be, con- I mean, is he related to you, Sam?
2: Um, I don't know. If I if I meet him, I'll ask him.
0: Okay, um, and he's going up against Youngstown, the Solari's uh, Rigo. Um So. They're led by Ethan Mitchell, their junior shooting guard. Just, uh, yeah, just going off. Um, and then yeah, Manassas is pretty good too. Any guy, any thoughts on this matchup? Yeah,
2: Youngstown and Coach Riegel—they're quietly one of the best teams in the in league history. They're a top ten team. Um, recently they've kind of been on a downturn with a PTT three years in a row, but it looks like they're back at it now. Um, just a very good, well coached team. When I was going through this matchup, I was. I was kind of looking at the stats and I was just thinking this would be when I would definitely pick for Manassas. Um, great players in their team. Um, and a lot of, uh, I don't know, just stats that, that look good and their strength of schedule is better. But, man, Youngstown is this uh, margin, team margin. They're getting 22 a game and only allowing 12. That's just – it's kind of hard. I, I'm not sure how, like – you only give up 12 assists on average a game. It's kind of weird. Like, is that how are you so good at stopping your opponent from getting an assist? So that kind of intrigues me. Um, it makes me kind of want to change my pick and just say, like, if they can affect, if they can be so dominant, because I don't know, I feel like assists are a huge stat. Like, if you can move the ball, it really yeah. scoring. Um, so I'm gonna go uh, Youngstown here just because I like the way they uh, they assist and, and hold others from doing it.
0: Okay, great. Let's look at our next matchup. We got the four seed, Twin Falls Knights, coached by KFOO. Um, he's a mainstay here in the NTT, although not as much lately, um, but I'm happy to have him, we're happy to have him back, obviously. Uh, Joe's, uh, Josu Savannah, their power forward kind of leads them. Going up against the 14, 13 seed uh, Fresno Flares. Um, uh, you know, they got Michael House and Nicholas Harvey. Together averaging over 50 points, uh, 50 of their 70.8 points. No one really, no one else really does much on their team. Um, so this is their second ever Fresno's second ever uh NTT. Fresno is number six in points against, and they are number eight in free throws attempted. Um, whereas uh Twin Falls is number seven in rebounding margin, number 10. And three points attempted, and number eight in true shooting percentage. So what do you see in this matchup?
1: Yeah, one thing that's telling is uh, one of Fresno's losses um, to uh, number 211 Glendale. Um, It was earlier in the season, so they've won a bunch of games and uh, I think rebounded from this since then. But in that loss to Glendale, Harvey and House combined for 40, which is below their average. Uh, The rest of their team made six field goals combined. Um, So I think that loss, I mean, and that was probably one of the worst games they played all season, but I think that loss highlights to me um, that this team is really, really dependent on those two guys to produce. And when they can't produce uh, they're, they're in trouble. Um, So even though those two guys are having sensational seasons, I don't think that makes for definitely a deep NTT run. Um, And I think they could be in trouble in this game. When you look at a team like Twin Falls, that's much more much more balanced. Um, three starters in double figures, a lot of guys that can share the ball, uh, a, a bench that can come in and seemingly not drop that much talent. So I think Twin Falls is is the the pick to win it here. Um, uh, somebody I'm looking at that's maybe a little less obvious on Twin Falls is Alfred Murphy. Um, he only mm-hmm. scores 8.8 points a game, but it's one of those shooting guards that's really an athletic rebound, get a couple assists, couple steals type guy, um, not looking to be a flashy leading scorer. In fact, he's only 35% field goals on the year. Um, <clears throat> but just a fun
0: guy to watch seems to kind of tie this this team together. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Let's look at the next matchup, the five twelve. We got Waterloo, the Woodchucks. Or defending champs in the NTT going up against the plain view butt sniffers, coached by Coach b- Butt Sniffer. Um,
1: <laughs>
0: Ladies, that's why we
2: laughed. I mean, I love it's funny, I love Butt Sniffer, but
1: we all giggled when he said that. It's, <laughs> 1 that's it's the like if my kids made a DTL team, and it's like, what do you want your team in to be? The Butt Sniffers. Oh, I love it, I love it. Yeah, let me talk about
2: the Butt Sniffers real
1: quick, Kyle. Um, <laughs> good.
2: This is kind of what she's mentioned about one of the squads earlier. How do you shut these guys down? Look at the balance scoring. I mean, almost every starter is in double digits. Um, Nathan Sheen is at 9.2 a game, but they share the rock. Um, they're playing team basketball like no one else in this tournament. And you look mm-hmm. at Waterloo. Man, What's they've been the biggest head-scratcher for me offseason. Uh, this team was unstoppable last year. They lose... A pretty good senior class, but their only starter they lost was Austin Burdett, who was getting less than two points a game. I know he made a huge impact in um, with his four point five blocks but was he that much of an impact that or that much of a factor that he he went from the team going twenty two and two winning the NTT to now eleven and seven seven and six in conference play so they kind of went through a, a weird middle of the season and I just don't understand what's what's happened because I thought for sure they'd be a one seed in this tournament um, the yeah, isn't the the good thing for Coach G Money is that they seem to have found their str- their stride of late, winning their last three games and winning the conference tournament. I think Waterloo's going to win this game against a really good butt sniffer team, and I think they're going to make it to the final four.
0: What if I told you these two teams have the same record? <laughs> I don't know. Isn't that crazy? Okay. Yeah, that is crazy. I mean, yeah, it's just interesting, you know. But you know, conference. I mean, Conference 18 has just been rated so high, and they've just probably done so well in their out of conference games that you gotta, I mean, the you gotta hit had a
2: rough start. They lost three games to three really good teams in the beginning of the season. So if they would have played three cupcakes, I mean, that kind of changes the whole outlook on, you know, 14 to four as opposed to 11 and seven is a big difference. But they played really mm-hmm. good teams to start the season.
0: Yeah, they lost by to Frankfurt by 12, and, you know, um, I mean, Waterloo, when they, when they, uh, When Waterloo played, uh, Frankfurt, you know, Frankfurt won one game by, or Waterloo won one game by nine and, uh, Frankfurt won the other one by nine. (laughs) I don't really know what to take from that. I'm just saying one common opponent. All right, let's, uh, move on to the, uh, next matchup. We got the two 15 matchup, San Francisco golden Gators. Um, going up against the Chicago Maroons. So Chicago won their conference title. Um, you know, they got some, I mean, they're pretty balanced too. They really share the rock. Uh, San Francisco coming out of conference 29, won their conference title and then uh, lost in their tournament. You know, they're also balanced and they share the rock. Got some size pretty much throughout. Uh, you look at San Francisco, they are number nine in blocks, they're number five in defensive true shooting percentage, and number six in true shooting percentage margin. Chicago uh, is number 10 in assist, and number one in uh, true shooting percentage. So very efficient shooting team. What do you guys see in this matchup? I see some great defense by San Francisco. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm
1: holding their opponents to 38% from the field. That that seems pretty good. Um, Nathaniel McRae, their point guard, is a a guy that I recruited. Uh, Bittersweet to see him doing really well, 17 points, five assists. I think for Chicago, uh, for for them to have a chance in this one, um, it's going to be about how they operate offensively and their shot selection. I think uh, a lot depends on Jalen Holloman, their point guard, He's got a six inch height advantage over McCray on the other side. And I think that's the only starter, uh, that has a height advantage, um, for Chicago. So he's not their main scorer by any means. Um, but I I would look to him to give you some efficient buckets and exploit that matchup. Um, because everybody else might be outmatched with a team that's defensively superior. Um, Mm -hmm. that said, uh, something in me wants to lean towards an upset here. Um, I'm not. I don't know what I'm seeing. I don't know what it is on paper that's making me feel that. Um, it just seems like uh, it's something that could happen.
0: Yeah, yeah I can see it seem... too. Good, good team. Wait, what, Kyle? Were you going to say? No, no, no. Soon? I had nothing on <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could see it too. You know, uh, just a, just, just the balance it...
1: for Chicago. I mean, they've. They've got a relatively deep yeah. team. A lot of different guys can do things
0: for them. Granted, they played a crap schedule. 201. That's not great by any means. No one's gonna say it was good. Um, no one no one's gonna get that confused with anything. But they beat Youngstown. I mean, I mean they beat Youngstown, they have three players shooting over 60% true shooting percentage. That's really I mean, three starters. That's that's a lot, you know. And it's not like San Francisco scores a lot. Uh, they, they, they might be the best defensive team in the league. I don't know. They're pretty good. Uh, good offense beats good defense. Yeah. So I could see it happening. We'll see. Um, let's move on to the seven ten matchup. We've got the Shreveport Crawdads, um, coached by Arcade, um, going up against my own Nashville Syrup. Um, Shreveport's got uh, Patrick Glover and Michael Mad- uh, Madison, and then, uh, yeah, we're probably led by Wilmot and Daniel will be our best players. So, what do you guys think of this matchup?
2: I think it's an interesting matchup. I think these are really similar teams. Um, so I like the way the committee did that. Um, I think I'll, I'll go with the team's weaknesses. Shreveport's weaknesses are that you don't really know who what like which Shreveport team is going to show up every night. Um, you know, some nights they'll, they'll score 80, some nights they'll score 40 or 48. So it's like they hit their t- total points are averaging around 78, but um, any given night they could change. The biggest weakness for Nashville is I don't think they really have a true point guard. And I think the tournament mm-hmm. time that can really come back to uh, haunt you with Andre. I, I think Andre will not, if I'm being honest, would much rather be on the wing. Um, and mm-hmm. catch and shoot situations. So yeah. Um but Nashville no, Nashville's been coming on late. They really have. I mean they've been they've played a tough schedule. Um they haven't really lost to anyone that they shouldn't have. Maybe the game against Jefferson City is one that would be quote unquote a bad mm-hmm. loss. But I think Jefferson City underplayed all season. Um, that was kind of a confusing thing because they really are a good team. Uh, but I'm going to go Nashville here. I think that they um, are playing good ball at the right time.
0: Yeah, I mean, they've only lost, uh, Shreveport's only lost to teams, Gulf Shores and uh, Fort Myers. I feel like those are their, <clears> I mean, those are their only losses. And those are eleven ranked 11 and 12. And they shoot a ton of threes. 25 three-pointers a game. And we're not necessarily great at, at guarding threes. Uh, we gave up 36%. Uh, from threes, from three this year. Um, if they, if they, I mean, that's what it's going to come down to. Can they hit their threes or not? You know, if they can, we're going to struggle, you know, and I think we'll lose. But if we can guard that three point line, I think we got a good chance of winning. Uh, let's move on to the next matchup. We got Eugene, the Guillotines, going up against the Greensboro Grasshoppers. Eugene, um, you know, last or two years ago they were the runner-ups. Um, last year they didn't make it as far, but they've been really good. And um, I don't know. I feel like this is one of their one of their best best squads. Elm Fairclough is a uh, is a junior um, point guard, and I mean, just playing incredible. Almost sixty five percent true shooting percentage, six point three assists, two point four steals, one point three turnovers. He might be. I mean, he's definitely in the running for uh, league player of the year. Um, mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, Greensboro, you know, they got uh, Julian Laro, 25.7 points a game. He's also very efficient um, in a different way. Shoots a ton of threes, 9.3 of threes, and it's 40.5% of them, which is crazy. Uh, Eugene is number seven in assist. They're number two in turnovers, number nine in fouls, number nine in points, um, number 10 in defensive true shooting percentage, and number seven in true shooting percentage margin. Um, And then Greensboro is number six in turnovers, number three in three points attempted, and number three in true shooting percentage. So what do you see in this matchup?
1: Yeah, I, I do like the balance on Greensboro's roster. Um, their, their backcourt is responsible for most of their scoring combining for a little over 40 a game. Um, I like that they've got a Megatron down there, uh, at power forward, um, putting up 11.7 rebounds, uh, a couple assists. He's not the flashiest player, um, but gets the job Mm -hmm. done. And I think he, you know, gives a great, great ball security with good hands, um, so I like the balance on yeah. this team, and I think they're, they're really good, you know, ahead of their opponents in pretty much every statistical category. That said, when you've got a guy like Alan Fairclough, uh, I think you're going to get past a, a matchup like this. Um, you, you know, you said it, he's in the running for player of the year. Um, first, team, first team all league in the past, and I don't think he's
0: losing this game. Well, let's look at the last matchup of this. We got Santa Ana the Thrill going up against Aspen Fourth Plateau. Santa Ana, um, you know, they got Gabriel Wilson, Christian Nelson, their freshman point guard, uh, twenty points a game, five point seven assists. Aspen, they won their conference tournament and then lost in the first round of, uh, or they won their conference and lost in the first round of the tournament. Got the eleven seed. Ah, uh, Nolan O'Shea, their senior shooting guard, twenty-three point four points a game. Noah Nyes, um, sophomore power forward, sixteen point six points per game. Uh, Aspen is number is not top ten in any statistical category, and Santa Ana is um, number eight in points, and then number one in offensive rebounds. So. What do you guys see in this? I mean, we're going to be
2: talking about Santa Ana for a long time. They're two freshman studs. Christian Nelson and Joseph Peter are just ballers. Give me those guys any day of the week. Um, I like this team a lot. and I What think about Thursday? I would, I would take them on a Thursday. Hmm. Any other days that you want to?
1: Yeah, uh, Sunday. I think I would definitely <laughs> take them on a Sunday.
2: Um, but what about Monday? You know, I think I would take Monday as well. But, you know – Chalk definitely uh, favors what team is this? Uh, favors Santa Ana. But again, mm-hmm. look at this Aspen squad. Um, they have a weaker strength of schedule, but I really like their freshman as well. Bailey Smith, I think, he's going to be a guy that's going to really step up as he progresses in his role. Right now, he's getting 11 points a game and 4.5 assists. So he's really just doing his job. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
2: Isaiah Saxon's a stud. I like aspen in this in this uh upset here um they've they've kind of not been super hot lately, but uh I think both teams will be good. I will pick um against my studs, Christian Nelson and Joseph Peter this year. they'll be back next year though,
0: so you won't take them on Monday
2: well, I'll take them. I'm not gonna take their team though,
0: <laughs> okay. Cool. Um, let's look at this uh, region as a whole. Um, so for me, I have Pittsburgh taking <clears throat> down Twin Falls, and then I have um, Eugene taking down Shreveport, and Pittsburgh moving on to the final. I think
2: Eugene easily gets to the Elite Eight. I think Waterloo gets to the Elite Eight, and I think Waterloo's going to come back to the uh, Final Four, back-to-back, baby. I, th-
1: I think yeah. Plainview has a chance for the upset over Waterloo.
2: Yeah, they have a chance. I think the team has a chance, yeah. but Waterloo's a solid team. I think they're back.
1: I'm going to take Plainview for the upset. Um, but I don't think they get past Twin Falls. Uh, I think Twin Falls takes down Pittsburgh. Um, mm. And... uh I think Eugene beats San Francisco. I'm going to take Eugene to the Final Four.
0: Okay. Um, players to watch. I mean, you could talk about the entire Waterloo team. Uh, Alan Fairclough. Um, yeah, who else do you guys got? Sean Kenny for Pittsburgh.
1: Um, yep. Just insane numbers he's putting up.
2: Who do I got? I love, I absolutely love. Uh, Daniel Winter from um, Youngstown. He's really been solid this year, getting 5.7 assists in the power forward position. Uh, Only 4.4 points, but really this guy, you put him on the court he makes a difference for your team. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. And uh, I'm just, just want to mention this Um, for, for Nashville, Andre Wilmot, um, you, you had noted um, a little bit of a a disappointment in uh, the championship game. Um, But uh, really having an incredible season, and he's a great player.
2: What about Walker Beers from uh, Manassas? I mean, this guy hes playing the power forward position, getting 11.7 points, uh, 1.5 assists. Just he's really – he's kind of got a nose for the ball. He's everywhere that you want him to to be on the court. So I think he's going to really make a difference in this game. Hmm.
0: What did he do? Mm -hmm.
2: You know, he he has a nose for the ball. He veers?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then and then Harvey and House from uh Fresno, the two gunners. I mean you gotta mention yeah. them. And you gotta mention them in the same sentence. So cool. Well that wraps it up for region three. Um, we're gonna finish it up with region four right Makes after sense. this.